Hello all and welcome back to the number one podcast in the southeast suburbs of Melbourne, Unbearable. I'm your host, Brayden Oliver, and as always, I'm joined with two future club legends, Ethan Stones and Cooper Folks. Boys, say hello. G'day, Bears and all. Great to have you back. Hey, Brayden, Cooper, how oh, are you? Terrific, mate. Terrific. Um, before we start today's podcast, I feel like we need to put a little bit of a disclaimer. Parental... Discretion, discretion, I don't know what I'm saying here. Just under the age of 18, probably should not be listening because today's guest is someone very dear to the Berwick Cook Club fans' heart. Club President Andrew Moore, please say hello. Good morning, Braden, Ethan and Cooper. You're well. It's fantastic to have you on here, mate. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Have you been listening to the podcast so far? I have, yes. Quite enjoyable. Have you got any guests that stands out so far? Any favourites? Oh, no, I think Matt Doomsday was quite uh, quite enjoyable. I enjoyed everybody, to be honest. So, you don't mind, mate, if we just jump right in, start off with a few questions? Go for your life. Uh, Stonesy, mate, do you want to start us off with something? Uh, yeah, Ethan. Maury. Would you like to expand on the origins of 13.1b rule in the club's constitution? Was that 13.1B? Yeah, okay. That, yeah. That's, um, that's an interesting one. That was a, probably an ill-conceived uh, bylaw in regards to the wearing of large white hats, which never really took off. So we'll leave it at that. Could, could you expand further on that? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same age. <laughs> um, Cooper, would you like to fire a shot wow. after? Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So, Maury, obviously, being the club president for a few years now, um, things have sort of changed in the modern era. Uh, is there anything that you're thinking of instigating for future seasons to either improve the club on the field or off the field? Uh, yes. Well, we've we've changed a lot actually over the last five or so years. We're a lot, <coughs> probably a lot more professional than we were ten, fifteen years ago. We 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 seem to tick all the right boxes. There's a few things we might. Uh, get involved in. We'd like to get a second turf ground up and running. Uh, you blokes have probably heard that there has been a bit of talk around that uh, Saturday, Sunday cricket might be cancelled for seniors, which we're totally against. Um, so we'll see what plays out with that. A uh, few other things there. There's a few other things. We might we'll get into women's cricket a bit more. We might get a senior women's cricket side, which would be good for you, Braden. Is that is that what you're ending your answer there, Maury? Sorry, that is that what you're ending your answer there. Yeah, I'm just saying it might be good for you. You might be able to get out and meet some women. Are, are you saying that I don't have the ability to go out and meet some women at the moment? Uh, basically, it runs in the family. I think. <laughs> wow, wow! You understand that I control the question of this podcast, and you trying to pop me three minutes in is not going to work well for you. I can refuse to answer any questions on the grounds that I may incriminate myself. All right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's skip to some questions we like then. Your father-in-law is Robin Sidney Wilson, is it not? It is correct. That's his full name, correct? Correct. Is it true that he refuses to go by that name because he thinks it's a girl's name? Correct. <laughs> is it true that he came to you with an idea for you? Harry and himself to play a game of cricket together? Uh, he did, yes. Is it true that you refused? I did. Why? 
Uh, I'm not going to be seen playing cricket with him. <laughs> is that is that your real reason? You didn't want to be in the paper with Rob? Rick Correct. Robin. Who would who would want to be in the paper with Rob? <laughs> can, some, can somebody ask answer a question? Stonesy, what do you got? Uh, Maury, how many noise complaints did the club receive this year and how did they impact I, your I stress levels? I see that one from Robbo. It doesn't impact my stress levels at all. I just have another beer. But uh, we did receive quite a few, uh, probably upwards of half a dozen. Uh, one particular noise complaint uh, late in the season has probably caused us uh, a few dramas. We've had to write uh, some letters of apology. We uh, had the local constabulary involved. So uh, that was probably the night of the Turf uh, One Reserve Grand Final, I believe. And I believe it was Lucid Dreams that was pumping out loud. Uh, <laughs> apparently there was uh, some very loud music and some people running around it in the driveways. And <laughs> the local neighbours weren't too happy, led by Matt Moore, mind you. I think he was probably one of the biggest uh, complainers. <laughs> But we've had complaints in the past, and uh, I'm sure we'll have complaints in the future. But was was there more this season than than past seasons? Uh, probably slightly up, slightly up. Do we think? Good job. Do Ed. we think we that has something to do with more cruises being consumed this year than most other seasons? Could be. There's a lot of cruises and UDLs were being consumed quite highly this year. I noticed too. Oh, I'm I'm all for everyone having a good time there. Coops, mate, what have you got? You got some good fan submissions um, out there, don't you? Yeah, I've got a few big fan submissions, oh. but I want to save some of them towards the end, just because I think they're very saucy stuff. Um, so, Maury, obviously you run your own business. Yes. Um, you know, feel if, by the way, if we do need some more sponsors, feel free to Perfect. put your hand up for that. Perfect. Um, Adult boutique. There you go. Um, so, why does your business no longer sponsor the club, uh, or at least publicly sponsor the club? And um, why are they no longer advertised on junior apparel? Uh, there was one particular lady who I uh, was never advertised on junior. I was just, I'm just on club apparel. Yeah, it was on, uh, was on a senior training shirt, and uh, one particular female parent uh, didn't like it and had a bit of a silk and whinge. Any, any reason for that, you reckon, or just a bit of a bitch? Uh, I think she might have been a bit sexually frustrated, Cooper, possibly, you know, I don't know. Uh, has Robin ever come down to your uh, your place of work? Robin, he has, actually. Uh, he's a large consumer. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Well. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's all for that? He doesn't, he doesn't have an issue? Uh... Well, I'm not sure he doesn't have an issue. He may have an issue, but he never really brings it up with me because I don't listen. <laughs> so you'd say that you're the alpha of that of that situation? Well, I'd hope so. I don't have a female name for a start. <laughs> <laughs> what What was it like having Rob around a fair bit? A fair bit? He doesn't live with me, mate. Um, I, I, I don't socialise with him, if that's what you're... Uh, Asking. Okay, Stonesy, what have you got? I'm a bit thrown off by you here, Maury, to be honest with you. 
The attack early has really put me on the back foot. That was my boy. Uh, Maury, who invented hot dog juice? Uh, I think I may have started drinking hot dog juice there one night, uh, fairly late in the evening. So do you know what hot dog juice is, Ethan? I have no idea. I'm just reading the questions. Uh, I suggest you probably try it one day. It's actually a bit of a delicacy. It's uh, the leftover water that the hot dogs have boiled in all day. What made you want to consume the hot dog juice? Probably the 45 beers beforehand. Yeah, probably something along those lines. <laughs> Too much alcohol. I think uh, Spud James might have been eating whole onions the same night. I think the worst thing we drank was the water out of the Bay Marie one night. The Bay Marie, oh. where the uh, hot food sits all day. That doesn't sound nice. Oh, no, that's, no, that's, <laughs> that was probably made us a bit crook, but anyway. Speaking of Spud James, I have to have a question coming in directly from him. Um, shout out, Spud. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, what's your preferred sound? <laughs> do you know what a sound is? Yes, I believe so. You do? Oh, I'm, I'm, you might, I might be wrong. But why don't you please elaborate on what a sound is? So a sound is a... Uh piece of surgical steel equipment ranging in uh, diameter from two to three mil all the way up to 25 mil that you basically like a pen, you could say, that you put down the eye of your penis (laughs) for some reason. So you're still good to sponsor this podcast, I assume? (laughs) (laughs) I am, yes. But I personally don't use a sound. Spud may use a sound. I'm not sure. But... Do you have them in stock? Is it a is that a stocked product? At it, is, it is a stocked product, Cooper. It's not uh, Jesus. Not one that flies off the shelves every day of the week. I must admit, but there is some uh, some people that uh, like to indulge. Was there panic buying with the coronavirus going on with that said product? No, not with that said product. But there was a lot of other products that went out the door. All right, Coops, what else have you got for us, mate? Um, yeah, all right. So this one, Maury, this is particularly close to, not to my heart, but to my father's. Um, I've heard this story a couple of times, um, both from him and from Train. So would you mind giving us your, your take on the uh, North Downing on stump throwing incident? Oh, that was a long time ago. and uh, I believe it was 2001. I actually reckon it was probably late 90s. Um, and my memory's a bit hazy from those days, mate. I don't really remember much of the 90s, but uh, I do remember bits of this day. It was a close game. Uh, Par was bowling the last over, and I'm pretty sure they needed one to tie, two to win maybe, or three to win, two to tie, something like that. And uh, the throw came in, uh, Goodsy fielded it, threw it in uh, to folks here at the bowler's end to... Broke the stumps and uh, the North Dandenong old batsman was out by probably a metre and a half, I'd say. And the North Dandenong old captain said not out, which I wasn't too happy with from cover. And uh, he started to walk off. And for some reason or other, as I was taking the stumps out, I was still a bit wild. And one seemed to slip out of my hand. Uh, and 
probably went about 20 metres in his direction. And luckily enough for me, otherwise I may not be uh, involved in cricket at this stage, uh, it missed him. Was there any repercussions for that? No, not in those days. <laughs> so that was just standard. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Pretty standard amongst that was pretty standard amongst uh, cricket then. Uh, no, I, I, actually, I don't remember anyone else throwing a stump. To be honest, there was a fair bit that used to get uh, said in those days, but I, I probably shouldn't have done it in hindsight. But anyway, you do things when you're younger. So, would you hold it pretty dearly to your heart this year when Wig Taylor threatened to stab someone through the eye with a stump? Is that something that you oh, you enjoyed? I have no, no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> Utmost respect for Wig. <laughs> Shout out Wig Taylor. We'll be on the podcast very soon, soon I'd assume. I look, I look forward to Wig being on the podcast. That will be a... Can you do that one at night? Yeah, we might be doing this one at night too, Maury. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe Wig, you can interview Wig at, say, two in the morning and see how he's going. <laughs> That's okay. That would be an interesting challenge. When we uh, actually, when we go back from the coronavirus stuff, we might be able to set set like a little back room up in Perfect Pleasures, and we can interview Wig in there. We could. We could uh, get uh, a couple of people to test some product. You might be able to test the sound if you like braids. Oh. Got some secondhand ones. There that <laughs> um, I'll throw to the fifteen-year-old in the chat, Stonesy. What else do you have, yeah. mate? I do apologise, Ethan. Fine by me. I actually do not have anything else, Brandon, so you're going to have to go back to me. That's all right. I I, I, I wouldn't mind throwing one in then, Poops, if that's all right. Yeah, go This one's from a new friend of the podcast, Sam Curtis. Smooth. Welcome. Um, Could we please ask Andrew about the fielding at first slip the day David, I believe that's Muir, would that be correct? Yeah, David Muir. Kept wickets with gastro in a 40-degree day. Yeah, it was a nasty afternoon, that one. Uh, there was, uh, Dave, Dave Muir was uh, uh, probably not a, a full quid, 100%, if you know what I mean. He might have been about 98. He was a little bit, a little bit uh, left of centre. And he was a bit crook that day. There was some rather nasty stains in his pants and uh, some pretty bad smells coming from that area. We'll leave it at that. You're not going to expand on these? Jeez. No, we'll leave it at that. But, uh, yeah. Just for the integrity of yeah. Mr. Muir. You can't say much more. <laughs> Cooper, folks? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a few here. I've got a couple of fan subs and a few of my own questions. So I'll go with a fan sub first, Maury. Um, beach Nights. Yes. What made them so good and where have they gone? Well, the Beach Nights probably uh, got out of hand, hand at the end, to be honest, mate. They... Um, I don't know if you remember the old rooms. They're about sort of three-quarter the size of the current rooms, if you remember. You would have been a youngster. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was probably – you could hardly move in there. There was, would have been you know, a few hundred people plus people outside. Um, the rooms were full of sand. Uh, we had a band. Um, late at night after the liquor licence technically finished – we would uh, log everything up and then pretty much everyone would be nude. So would that be the... I believe they said there was a pants-down hour. Was that what that was referred to? Oh, yeah. It was a good couple of hours where the nude Olympics were held. A few uh, shenanigans. 
Who? Uh, well, we have to shut them down. Who medaled in those uh, nude Olympics? Apart, folks was a very good performer in the nude Olympics, actually. The twelve-year-old. He does Nigerian. mention it quite a lot. Um, the twelve-year-old Nigerian, as his nickname was back in those days, he uh, he was a very good nude Olympica. And how how would someone get the nickname the twelve-year-old Nigerian? Uh, well, how can we put this? <laughs> He's uh, whilst uh, he's a white man, Michael. He he has a uh, a, a black part a part of his body that is quite dark and uh, about the size of a twelve year old Nigerian. Cooper, Cooper, would you like to expand on any of this? <laughs> Too much info. Uh, no, no, that's right. I've, he still, he just, just so you know, more. He still does get news when he gets drunk. Yeah. Not much has really changed there. Uh, so. he changed. <laughs> he's a great, he's a great um, man. Can we? So, um, yeah. So now that we're on the topic of nudes, nudity, I feel like this question is very uh, suitable now, Braden. Yep. If you don't mind. Um, Obviously, Maury, I've known you for essentially my whole life. Yes, pretty much. Um, so one story that does get told very often on the topic of nude Olympics is uh, the nude laps that you and Dad used to do. Yeah, we did a few nude laps. Um, is there any? Was there any particular reason for these happening? Uh, alcohol, or was it just part of the nude hour? Alcohol. Just alcohol. Yeah. There was no punishment involved or anything. For... Oh, I don't think so. Well, it could have been, but. I can't remember any punishment at the time, but just quickly on the um, on the uh, the beach nights, we basically had to shut them down after we made the mistake of advertising at all the local pubs, and too many people turned up, and the joint was half the oval was full. We had about thirteen cop cars there, the riot vans. Uh, that the committee pulled the pin on them then. So, were you in trouble, or did Wayne just bring down some friends? Uh, no, no, it was all right. It was all right. Um, I don't, there's a, a bloke called Rick Cove. He came up, uh, Lockie Cove's old man. He was a copper at Endeavour Hills. I think he sorted it out. It was all right in the end. But it did, uh, it did get a bit wild that night. Here's, so I'll, I'll bring you back to um, cricket-related stuff because we can always dive back into this. Um, this is something that interests me. Um, decla- declaration at nine far after the number 11 takes middle and off guard. Can you explain to me what that is? Uh, so when I was, I was captain of A grade for quite a few years there, we, um, I think we were playing Cranbourne this day. We were well past the opposition and there was a bloke back at uh, number 10 or 11, Corey Moncrief, who was a pain in the ass, to be honest. And he um, he uh, walked out the bat, took centre, and I then I decided to declare, which was pre-planned, obviously. And he didn't take too well to it. He threw his bat, refused to bowl in the next innings, and pretty much left the club. Well, that that's interesting because I do want to ask you. Obviously, being club president, you've seen a lot of people come and go throughout the club. Is there anyone yeah. in particular that you personally enjoyed signing the release forms for? Aaron yep. Douglas. Uh, Dougie uh, was a pain in the ass. Um, I wasn't too unhappy to see Corey Moncrief go either. Um, 
Nah, no, no one else that I can think of off the top of my head. Cooper folks, mate, what have you got for us? Um, yeah, so on the topic of, you know, cricket and being president and all the fancy administration stuff you have to do, um, talk us through the recruiting process for, you know, any, any superstar sort of players that we're looking to bring in, any marquee players, any overseas players. How does that, how does that exactly work for the uh, common listener? Well, the, the world's greatest cricket manager, self-proclaimed, Andrew Mazzaghetti usually handles the negotiations there, but pretty much uh, everybody knows each other in this day and age. Uh, you sit down, have a bit of a chat, see what they're interested in, uh, seeing what they want, whether or not they're going to be a good fit within your club, and then move along from there. So how would I go about getting some cash to play next year, Mort? You? you yeah. Right. Well, you'd want to improve it. Well, we're not really in the habit of paying third 11 batless, but, uh, you know, I suppose if you put in a big uh, pre-season with Greg Bowling to you in the backyard, um, you never know. You might be able to push up the grades and get five bucks a game, possibly. Maybe a free beer. I'll take it. Definitely take it. Uh, Coops? You come, you come from poor stock as far as cricketing. <laughs> you know, hey, I, I want to. You've mentioned stock. I want to talk about Harry for two seconds. Now, yes. I once witnessed your son be given six technical fouls in a row on a basketball court, while scores <laughs> were levelled and there was one minute to go. Now, be, being an ordinary person yourself, do you take pride in this kind of behaviour? Yeah, well, I do, actually. That's, it's, it's a good effort. I played a lot of basketball as a kid and received a hell of a lot of tech fouls myself. Not not six in a row. I didn't know it was possible. What did he do? What, what, um, so what there's there, a minute to go. They hadn't won a game all year. Um, the teams finally look like winning a game. Uh, as much as I enjoyed it, and I was definitely egging him on on the sideline, um, one, of, one of the more selfish things I've seen done by a player is fouling, then abusing the referee, and then and then not going off, getting teched again, getting teched again, sitting down um, on the sideline, getting told to leave the arena, then telling the ref to go F off, <laughs> and then once being told to leave again, telling him I'm not leaving, getting teched again, and then continually staying there and abusing the ref. Yeah, I like that's good. You've got to stand up for yourself against these <laughs> was, referees. His team was really unlucky. They ended up losing that game. <laughs> I feel like that's just in his genetic code. The referee was 12. No, it was a grown-ass man. Like <laughs> frustrating sport, basketball. Speaking of frustrating sports, cricket, um, how did you go yes. playing the 360 game, the modern game, being able to play anywhere on the field? Was there any area in particular that you targeted? Uh, yeah, well, I would have been—I would have been in a bit of trouble in this modern game. I, I targeted from backward point to gully. That was about my my area. Do you, do you think there's too many shots in the modern game then? Oh yeah, one shot. Stick to what you know best. Work it through the gap there. You can score. I don't mind the ramp shot. I probably could have played that, I reckon. So, that's in almost. Next year, we obviously had Will Carr on last episode. Um, 
Yes. He's not going to be coaching next year, obviously, at the Cave. He's gone to Casey South Melbourne. Best of luck, Will, friend of the podcast. Um, yeah, he's, he's bailed out on us. Yeah, he's left us. Um, do we have a new coach lined up? And will anyone from this podcast be offered the position? From the podcast, definitely not. Um, do we have a new coach lined up? Uh, we've had some discussions on uh, on a new coach um, or a coaching panel. Um, not in a position to to give anything away too much here, as we're just still working working through a few things. But um, yeah, we're, we've got some things uh, underway there. So maybe another couple of weeks when we should be able to announce what's happening. Would you there. like to announce them via the podcast platform? At the appropriate time, I'd be more than happy to uh, give you the Massive answer. scoop going forward there, boys. That's going to be a big podcast, I would have thought. Uh, Coops, mate, what else have you got for us, mate? Um, yeah, just on the on the topic of, you know, future coaches that we're going to have, um, are you looking to outsource or are we looking more to promote within? Promote within. Okay. Does that give you a clue? Um, a little bit. <laughs> Does that mean... A little bit. Does that mean I'm still still a chance? Well, I haven't seen your resume come in yet, but uh, I've captained one season. It didn't end well. No, it wasn't a wasn't a um, a total wipe off as a season. It was a pretty reasonable sort of a an effort for the year. We were the only team to get featured that on the end to be yeah, to be fair to us. Yeah. Um, yeah, very so we've asked this question every podcast. I know you've been an avid listener. You probably know what I'm talking about right now, Andrew. Given the current state of the climate, COVID-19, we have our essentials and we have our non-essentials. I'd like you to name three essentials and three non-essentials at the club going into next year. Essentials? Well, one is alcohol. <laughs> I, I don't think you can name uh, any particular player. Everybody is loved at the Bears, mate. We're all essential, I would have thought. Um, so I'll just stick with alcohol for essentials. Non-essentials, uh, I'd say Matt Moore after 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Second time we've got that answer. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's featured a few times. Turf uh, one reserve boys after <laughs> 3 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's probably about all I've got there. I'm not going to pot anyone else. That's disappointing to hear. Greg, Greg, Greg Oliver's yeah. food is essential, though. He's a wonderful cook, Greg. You must uh, eat well. Have you seen day. me, mate? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what I was alluding to. Speaking of Greggy, when is he getting his uh, cooking segment? He, um, he came to me last night um, and he's gone to me. Oh, I saw Coops at Bunnings today. Um, he he said that I need to have he my did. ninety second segment. He said he needs it. He's excited for it. I did. What, what's he <laughs> Basically, but whilst we're on the topic of Greg, can I just mention something? Brendan Rose out there, you are a freak. Do you know Brendan Rose and Greg Oliver had lunch the other day? He came to my house. Brendan Rose came to my yeah. house and had lunch with Greg. <laughs> you're a freak, Brendan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure you're allowed to do that. Are you in? Um, yeah. Well, there it is as well. So, watch we're at it. 
Brendan Rose, <laughs> just delete the podcast. I don't want you on the page anymore. You and Jack Phillips, you're the two people banned. <laughs> well, what's, what hasn't Flip done? done? Well, no, he was being inappropriate in our very serious comment sections. Yeah. Oh, was he? No, oh, it, do, it doesn't matter. All, all you need to know is it was inappropriate. Was it doesn't it matter. It's not you? important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Braden's put him in temporary Facebook. Well, then I'll, I would say I'll add one to the essential. Oh, that's two, that's two essentials he had today. <laughs> Chirp had an essential. I've never been put in the essential category. Anyone out there wants to be on the podcast, message me. Tell me you'll put me in the essentials and you'll come straight on. Is that is that your only reasoning for um for having an issue with Jack Phillips? That he's getting oh, he wasn't getting called essential and, and before he potted me. Um, <laughs> so, so do you think that that's, you think that's a major factor? There's there's what definitely a correlation between potting me and becoming essential at the cave. <laughs> What did he say to Potter? Oh, he, he mentioned that my relationship with Will Carr may have been based off the fact that Will only knew me as Greg's son. Well, that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, Maury's banned too, by the way. Coops, <laughs> <laughs> do you have another question? Because this is, again, shenanigans, unnecessary. You, you're walking, sorry, but you're walking in big shoes there. Big shoes to fill with uh, with Greg, mate. He's a fine cricketer, Greg, in his day. He did hit uh, Robin Sidney Wilson for a six uh, one day. I remember playing with him. Yeah, he did. He's also a very good catcher of the cricket ball. Not. He's got great hamstrings as well. Coops, my delicate, please. Um. Oh, no, I'll take over a bit here. So I don't have any questions prepared, prepared ready to go. But um, Andrew, I'd like to know about um, – this is a story that I've heard from, from Parr a few times. I'd like to know about his uh, debut, I think it was in the second yes. or the first, yeah. uh, when, when uh, Mick Young would have been captain. Yeah, that was his, his first game on turf cricket. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. It didn't end well for Parr. I think he bowled a couple of overs. Most of the balls went for either four or six. To be honest, um, he was probably a bit unlucky that day. The bloke was in good nick and put him to all parts of the ground. And I think he might have played one more after that, and then dropped back down to to A grade, probably where he belonged. To be honest. So was that down at the cave? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was at the cave from memory. Was he landed on the roof? Oh line? yeah. He was okay. Good because I've never been put on the roof so far. So. Oh, there's time. There's time for you. There is time, and I'm starting to look a lot like him, uh, both in <laughs> the face and in, in, in the size of my, my, my waist as well. Can so. you drink like him though? No. Uh, no, I'm in the learning stages. He's still got his little scooter. Uh which which one? The, one he gets. the little electric the little, one. Uh, scooter he used to ride around when he lost his license. The electric yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I still float around somewhere. I'm pretty sure he's got it. He's got it on standby just in case. Again. <laughs> um, I want to talk here because obviously you're captain A grade for a few years. Um, can you explain to me about yes. the nude magazines being hit in most likely, I'd assume, junior cricketers' bags? No, we're not junior, mate. We're not. We're not your Andrew Peters types, folks. <laughs> um, the. Um, 
they were uh, pretty much. Uh, Spud was the vice captain in those days, and he, one of Spud's rules, as he probably he, he continued for years to come. There, he, he's a little bit left of centre, Spud. Uh, he uh, each player had to bring a uh, pornographic magazine each week for everyone to have a bit of a look through as we were warming up, you know, getting ready. Uh, and then at the end of the year, he put the, all those magazines into Corey Moncrief's bag. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Corey Moncrief, um, took his bag home, threw it in his house, and his <laughs> wife went to get his lights out, and she was a bit of a, uh, a bit religious fan <laughs> all these magazines, and uh, <laughs> it didn't go too well. Another reason for him leaving the club, I'd assume. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't much clearing on him that uh, prompted him to depart. Was he just a bit of an easy victim back in the day? Oh, he was. Yeah, soft touch. Okay, so he was. Yeah, he was the one everyone decided to take it out. Yeah, of. a bit like Braden. I'm sorry. Yeah. When you say soft easy touch. victim, you yeah. just mean someone who was bullied. Probably was bullied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yeah, they didn't call it bullying in the in the nineties. Shout out to uh, Corey Moncrief. If you're out there, mate, we'd love to have you on the podcast to discuss what went what went down in your time at the cave. <laughs> nah, you don't want to. <laughs> um, we've actually got another question from um, Cooper's dad. Uh, was very boisterous about this podcast. Very excited for it. Um, greatest first slash. Yeah, he fucking he fucking loves Cooper, Andrew. You're the first host to swear on this podcast. Now, what are you doing? No, I'm not. I've already made it. I've, we've greatest first slash, slash like. second slip combo yep. in synthetic cricket, and the greatest ledger of all time. Who's yep. the greatest ledger? Him or me? I, I'm asking you that question. That's a question. So I don't. The basis of this podcast oh, is great, I ask you best. questions and you answer them. Oh, is that what we're... he's giving you an answer? I'm oh, sorry. I I, uh, I used to field at first slip for many many years only because uh, I'm lazy. Uh, par fielded at second. I pretty much used to cover second slip. Um, Steve Carr was a wicketkeeper for a while there. I, folks, he didn't really like to do much run. Uh, I used to have a fair bit to say as a uh, as a captain in the first slip. I'm not sure I would say I was the greatest sledger, but I was certainly quite active in the sledging department. Actually, I've heard we've, we've, I've heard that you were quite topical as a sledger. Um, in the fact that you would just stick to one topic and uh, just really hone in on it and bully them. Uh, possibly, mate. Possibly. I, I can't remember back those days. Sorry. What, what was that topic? Um, yeah. No, no idea. Probably depended on the, on the bike, I'd say, Braden. Yeah. If it was you... Particularly on... If it was you, Brad and Braden, I, I know what I'd hone in on. What, what would that be? Good fella? Well, aside from being a good fella, I'd, I'd hone in on your physical attributes. And lack so it'd essentially be bullying you. Yeah, lack of <laughs> Well, joke's on you. Me and Corey Moncre- Moncrief, Moncroft, we're going to get together <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to put complaints in. Yeah, I've had complaints in the past. Don't worry about that. Um. All right, um, Ethan. Did you have any other questions? Just whilst you've been listening in, 
<laughs> no, I still don't. I've just been sitting here for half an hour listening to you blokes ramble on. Stonesy's just in shock. How many um how many junior cricketers' uh, lives do you uh, think uh, you've ruined so far, Andrew? Yeah. Ruined? I would have oh no. Enlightened is the word <laughs> I, would, I think is more is more suited. I haven't ruined anyone's life, mate. I've only encouraged people. <laughs> well, coach, I haven't got too much more, mate. What about yourself? Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, no, I've still got a few. I could go on for a little while here. Um, so, Maury, we've talking about you know some of your antics on the field, some of the things you'd say to opposition players, some of the things you'd throw in their direction. Um, Do you ever get reported at all? In your time on as a cricketer, yes, I did. How, how many times did you get written up? Was it a, was it a frequent occurrence? Ah, uh, no, it wasn't frequent. Um, I think I got written up three times, pretty much, um, and they were all against the same mob over over a few years. Sandown Park. Was it? Yep, yep. Would have thought it was Sandown Park. Would your comments have been particularly? Um, how would you say? Not politically correct. No, 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 no. Uh, Sandown Park was a very different club back then. Uh, okay. That was their, their first 11. They had um, uh, some blokes who could play a fair bit of cricket, but they were just a bunch of wankers, to be honest. So um, so they, they had it coming. Oh, yeah. They, they used to like to try to bully oppositions, mate. Uh, first 11s playing seconds and third 11s. You know what it's like sometimes, so... Stood up to them, they didn't like it. Shout out to the Dubden Cricket Club boys if they're all listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Ken. Ken Smart, cheers. Yeah, so, um, I can't say sorry, I can't say I'm happy to see Sandown Park folded the Cricket Club either. Just quite like... Quite a few battles, I'd assume. Did they yeah. have the Over worst afternoon tees going around? Because I played there once in F grade when some guy on a 35-degree day pulled some sandwiches out the back of his, his car at tea time. Yeah, so, that, mate, they didn't even have afternoon tees some, some Saturdays. If you if you got a packet of uh, pizza shapes, you're doing well some weeks. They were too busy in their car. At RVT with clouds of smoke and... Coop safe? What are you still? Are you still with us? Um, yeah. Look, look. I'm. Yeah, I'm running a little bit low. Actually, more I keep thinking about it. But um, I'll give you one here, Maury, just in relation to the podcast. Um, who are you? Who are you wanting to see? Yes. Oh, I'd be. Uh... Interested to hear uh, Rob Chilver. There's a lot we could talk to Rob Chilver about. Uh, Jared Goods would be another good podcaster for you who's a uh, long history at Berwick. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure you get Rod Allen to, on your podcast, but Rod would be good. Matt Moore might be interesting one night if he could do that <laughs> after 10 that evening. Be an interesting podcast, I would have thought. Uh, last week we talked about how Will Carr got the, the Nick. Yep, we got in his, um, in his prime. Got the nickname King. Now, you've been given a nickname Knob. Um, how does one go about getting yeah. a nickname like that? 
Ah, uh, pretty much behave like a knob for a long period of time, and I suppose you uh, you get called that. I used to call a lot of people a knob, and then all of a sudden people started calling me knob. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm I don't have too much more. I know Ethan won't. Um, Coops, anything else? You still there, Ethan? Yeah, I'm still here. Well, that's all right. We're gone. We're gone 42 minutes. Um, I haven't yeah, had no. a cigarette. Do, um, I know in the footy days, actually, I'll finish on this one. I know um, in the footy days, yeah, they no, used to give out um, like little awards, like you get the Hungry Jacks Award or something like that. Um, is there any chance that Perfect Pleasures will sign up for yeah. one of them and just just maybe hand out some awards after games? Yeah, we can... Uh... Look at doing some of that. What would you be looking for? A pocket pussy oh, whatever, or something whatever like that, Whatever you Braden? think. I'll just go off your recommendations, mate. Well, yeah, I think a little pocket pussy for you, maybe. Something to help you out. <laughs> well, <laughs> shout out to our major sponsors. Uh, <laughs> no, well, thank you very much this for podcast, coming on the podcast, ever, Andrew. I actually... Why don't you interview? Oh, I listen to him enough, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't think I need to hear any more from him. Talk to him about his restaurant days. Well, if he's someone you'd like to see, <laughs> I mean, did you ever? Work yeah, mate. I used to. Uh, I used to go wash some dishes every now and then. Okay, you were, what two dishes a night? <laughs> That's about all he sold, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! Um, yeah, Greg Oliver, get get in the comments if you if you want to you want to talk to Maury. <laughs> I he'll pot me. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that's all we have time for. Sure, I don't know if Maury has time to pot another person whilst we're exiting. No, I'm, I'm just about to go for a run, so I'm gonna. Oh, super. Well, yeah, thank you so ready. much for coming on, Maury. We really appreciate it, mate. You're uh, you're compelling listening. My pleasure, boys. Uh, quite enjoying your podcast. It's good to keep everyone informed about what's happening at Super. The Thanks Raiders a lot, Club. boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Thank you.